Mark, the first time you leave something in, you don't supposed to. You're not supposed to. I'm gonna pounce on you like a fucking panther. That's why I'm telling you that I'm leaving all of this in. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting to my left is Jake. It's the end of the world. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's not too demonstrative, but also not too aloof. It's Mark. Bacaw! <laughs> oh. For oh, those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 1963's The Birds. We went full classic with it. Full classic. Um, which was a Mark pick, it was. as I understand it. That's correct. Yeah. All right. And uh, we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil it. But come on, it's the fucking birds. Yeah, I don't know what there is uh, to spoil. Fair warning, <laughs> What though. is there to spoil? But first, all of we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for <laughs> fears. Mark, what are your beers for the fears you picked? So... I just went with two different beers that were both bird-themed. So I'm drinking Rooster's IPA, and I'm drinking Pelican's IPA. Rooster's is in Ogden, Pelican's in, like, Oregon or something. I don't know. It's in Astoria. Okay, there you go. It's hard to argue with. Rooster's and Pelican's, two birds that are not in this movie. (laughs) Both are birds. Ah, wait. Pelican's aren't Pelican's fly. (laughs) I know about Pelican's. Yeah, something. You're the foremost world's leading expert on Pelicanology. Foremost world's leading. (laughs) Yes. The foremost world's leading expert on Pelicans. Pelicanology. Pelicanology. How about being the foremost world's leading expert on the beer that we're drinking here? So, (laughs) you set yourself up? I picked this beer for both of us. Jack's going to get into it. Uh, Jake, I'll tell you. Good. As I look at this beer here, this is a bomber from Barbarian Brewing here in Boise. Yep. It's an old world style. 2018, but it has new world flavor. Cry of the Blackbirds, Blackberry and Boysenberry Sour. Yep. Ooh. And it uh, should be evident. This movie is all about blackbirds and their cries and whether or not they're crows. Well, yeah, are they blackbirds or are they crows? This or, is an important are they crows? They have that very conversation in this movie. And actually, it's not bird cries, right? It's a weird electronic instrument it's, Hitchcock used. Whatever. Well, it's, we'll get into they it. Used... We will get into it. We'll get into it. Will we, though? Uh, but... We say that a lot, and then we never get into it. Look, it's really obvious why we're drinking this one. There's a lot of either blackbirds or crows. Pretty sure they're just crows. It's just crows. Uh, in other news, we're also drinking PBRs again. Of course. Um, just because we are. Uh, these are some blue ribbon birds, I'll say. Ooh. They'd win, a, they'd win a fair. That's nice. Would they? The goals? Some of them. Those sea rats? Some I, of them. I gotta tell you, I'm really surprised that that case of PBR has lasted you an entire week. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're definitely not recording this one back-to-back with the last episode. Uh, but it also will, because I'm still on this stupid n- no-carb situation. And, yeah, no, for, another, for another 24 hours. You're clearly not. <laughs> At most. <laughs> okay. It's time to talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds. I'm very excited to talk about Hitchcock, but it's been some time since some we last time. recorded. Yeah. And some shit's been going on. I'll go first. Got a couple things. Okay. I watched a horror movie called The Boy, which Ooh. recently got put onto Netflix. Yeah. Uh, has, uh, what, what's that actress's name? Maggie from The Walking Dead? I do not remember her name. Uh, but she's the star of this movie, uh, who goes to babysit or, or be a live-in nanny for an old, depressing British couple in the countryside. 
uh, who have a, a, a doll that they claim is a child. A doll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked this way more than I thought I would. Tell Why? me about Okay, so you will remember in one of our earlier podcasts that I was, like, unabashedly smitten with this movie when I don't feel like I was supposed to be. That's, yeah. That's the way this movie leaves you, is it's, it's it, you don't think it's going to be a good movie, but then it ends up being, like, kind of fun? Totally. And, and it kind of is fun. It is pretty lazy with the jump scares. Like, it is very anticipatable that way. Uh, you're you're going to see every beat coming. But it's not poorly made. It does a better job than I expected, kind of building to some suspense. The lead actress does a way better job than I was expecting. It's just kind of an enjoyable movie, and there isn't that much to get in there and fuck it up. I'm not saying it's a great movie. Certainly not saying it's a great movie, but I enjoyed it way more than I was expecting to. I, I totally agree. I And, you know, I'll reiterate here, you should watch it. I didn't realize it had dropped on a Netflix. If that's the barrier to entry, then why why are you listening to this right now? It recently it recently went instant streaming on Netflix. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Good work. Ha- easy recommend because it's on Netflix if you need a dumb horror movie to throw on. Or maybe even, it also kind of has the vibe of one of those movies that I could... If my lovely wife is out of town, I could throw on a horror movie with nothing else going on in the background just to lose myself and actually be a little bit freaked out by it. Like, it has the vibe of one of those. This is one of those movies that you would put on while you were doing the chores and then, like, stop doing your chores, you know? It is. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yep. I also played a horror game that was widely acclaimed. I think it's a little bit older now, but it just recently came out for the Switch Slayaway Camp. Okay. Say more. So this is, this is definitely in that, like kind of newly popular style of pixelated things like heavy pixel art that kind of thing which is I guess it 8-bit that... or like what is it a side scroller point and it, click it is not a side scroller it is 3d but it's kind of that 8-bit three-dimensional blocky like minecraft kind of graphics so is it like isometric then or i don't really know what you mean by that isometric is like think of diablo where you're looking at it from like an isometric angle and you're kind of like walking through environments yes that is the exact angle you're kind of looking down and above it it is a puzzle game at its core the actual so so what i i enjoy it i i bought it on sale um i'm glad i did i'm glad i've played it at its core it's a fundamentally simple puzzle game right it's it's a phone game it's an app it's you can move in a straight line and you move until you hit a barrier you can't move a little bit you move until you hit a barrier and there's these mazes where you you know you have to you can only move in one direction and you have to move all the way till you hit something some of the things kill you oh, and you shit. have to get all you have to kill all the characters and there's really fun like super pixelated animations of I was showing Jake some of them earlier gruesome deaths very gruesome deaths so and they're pretty fun so this is like that, that game called Iceman or whatever that was in like Windows 95 or Windows X. Yes. XP. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Yes, it is. Yeah. Windows me, maybe. Sure. So one of those. <laughs> but yeah. And, and so gameplay, you're not playing this for the gameplay, right? It's a very simple puzzle game. You've seen a thousand times before and you could get other places. This is fun because, and it's got, you know, pretty, pretty going on references to other horror movie characters. Like it's, you play, it's, it's, you play a series of scenes that make up a movie and you play as a number of different killers. You're killing a number of different people in a number of different ways. And it's pretty fun that way. Jake, I don't know if you want to chime in on the, the deaths, but they're fun and gruesome as shit. Oh yeah. I mean, in the style that you're talking about, it's exactly what you want to see. I mean, it's chunks of blocks yeah. in viscera form. Totally. It's, 
it's it's a fun looking game. I don't know if you get all that much like staying power out of it because it seems very very basic and like it get repetitive. But hey, it does get repetitive. I'm really glad I bought it on sale. I'm not gonna yeah. revisit it all that much. Like I, I do like these puzzle games, but I like these puzzle games when I'm like on the shitter or something. You know, I don't I don't want to like. Uh, it's not the one I want to like sit down and turn Playing. on my big TV and play. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on Breath of the Wild if I'm turning my Switch. All off. the so, ways in which you can play sh- Switch. So yeah. well, I this guess. Was, was this on Switch or was this on your phone or was this on your computer? I got this on Switch. I saw it on the the oh. Switch store. Okay. Yeah, and and I I got it on sale, so I don't. I'm not saying it wasn't worth it. I paid like five bucks for it, but it's a very simple game. Interesting. Yeah, but it was pretty fun. Five Mark, bucks. How about you? Hard recommend. I don't know about a hard recommend, but fun. It exists. Get it on sale. I like that it exists. I like they definitely put a lot of effort and love into making it. If you like horror, get it when it's on sale. Yes. There you go. Mark, what about you? I watched Mom and Dad, which was my top one from however many months ago, featuring Nick Cage. Oh, Uh, my God. This is now available to watch on Hulu, which is where I watched it. It seemed intriguing, (laughs) and I was very excited. I was it intriguing? fucking love Nick Cage movies. They're... Why? Because they're terrible, but it's, he's just as over the top as Andy Serkis. Uh, but more. it's way more fun. And worse. I mean, there is a no. scene in this movie no. where he chases no. his children around, barking like a dog. Why is he barking like a dog? He's not crazy. I don't know. And you're cool with that, but you're not. <laughs> We're recording a couple episodes back to back, listener, for a little peek behind the curtain. There's still some some bad blood. <laughs> Jake is still up bitter that episode. I didn't like Andy Serkis in Death Watch, which is fine. I'll stand behind that one. Anyways, uh, if it makes you feel any better. Jake, Mom and Dad is a terrible fucking movie, and I cannot recommend you watch it. It's it does it's, make me feel better. Thank you. Awful. Wow. <laughs> um. So Nicholas Cage's part in it is relatively muted, from what I kind of wanted out of it. He's in maybe like thirty percent of it, and that's not really a spoiler. Uh, he's he's sprinkled throughout, but like it's not a Nicholas Cage movie. It's really a movie about the older daughter. She's in it like basically throughout the entire thing. So the, okay. the conceit of the movie is that there's a some type of psychosis that is communicated through static that causes parents to kill their children, and the world devolves into chaos. Done. Okay. <laughs> Sounds delightful. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, it promised to be delightful. I thought the trailer looked no, great didn't. because it's Nicolas Cage going psycho trying to kill his children. That's every movie. <laughs> every one of them um he's either already in a state okay, Mark, of psychosis this, this is or a serious question is it no it's not is it trying to play it serious at all or does it fully embrace i i know it's not in the middle yes yeah, true i don't know i don't know what you mean i mean yes it is trying to play it serious i don't i don't know what the alternative to that is are you thinking okay that it's like super is it, silly goofiness what is it hollow man or is it ghost rider uh it's I don't know which of these is which, but I would say that it's Wait, Hollow Man. It's it's a movie that is trying to be serious and just happens to have Nick Cage in a comically bad role. Yes, but was I, Hollow I, Man I, was yeah, I, I, I think that's correct. Yes, that's it. Was Hollow Man Nick Cage? No, Hollow Man they was remade. Kevin Bacon. There's two. There's two. There's Hollow one Man. with Kevin Bacon and one with Nick Cage. I don't know if Kevin Bacon was in the original. I don't think he was. No, no, the original Kevin... one was from forever ago. Well, I know, but then I thought Kevin Bacon was in one. Yeah, no, Kevin Bacon was. Nick Cage dons a bear Hollow costume and claws a woman in the goddamn face. That's Nick Cage. That's Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Fuck. Oh my god. Me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty drunk, boys. Here we go. I'm gonna edit okay. this entire so Kevin... thing out. No, you're not. This is awesome. Yeah. No, I'm leaving again. <laughs> so they both involve the word man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, hollow that's, Wicker. The Wicker Man is hollow. 
And they pop him inside. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, Yeah. so no, 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 no. This is actually very similar to the Wicker Man vibe where it's a relatively serious movie that happens to feature Nicolas Cage going fucking crazy. Okay. Okay. And it also is terrible. And not a recommend. And how'd you watch it? It's on Hulu. Uh, you will be greeted oh, right. with you it anytime that. you open Hulu because they're they're pushing it heavily. Or maybe they're, they're just pushing they're, it to me because they know I like horror movies. I don't know. They're full Targeting chub over it. Very confusing. <laughs> they have some algorithms. Yeah. What else you got, Mark? Uh, I have some good news for both of you. Oh, oh. I watched we, Shin both Godzilla. Of, both of you listeners. <laughs> both of you listeners. <laughs> you watched Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence is the English version. So how, okay, question, how'd you get it? I'm interested. So you can rent this online. I did check to make sure it was freely available. I got it as a Blu-ray in the mail. Okay, cool. Um, but you can, if you wanted to right now, you could go rent it on Amazon. This Tell me it redeemed. So, oh, oh, okay. So I didn't grow up watching, <laughs> oh, God. I didn't grow up watching the Toho monster movies at all. Okay, I don't have okay. the nostalgia factor that you guys do that you can go back and watch Destroy All Monsters. You did not enjoy Destroy All Monsters. No, I did not because it looked terrible and it the sound was awful. So it's this objectively terrible. This movie it's does the exact perfect balance of like they modernize the things that should be modernized and they leave everything else untouched. And it's nice. so charming. I Fuck enjoyed yes. this. Fuck enti- it's, yes. It's two hours long, so that's problematic, I guess. It is a little bit long, but, like, everything else other than that, I had so much fun watching this movie. Fuck yes. I'm so happy to hear this. I, I told you it was good news. I told you. I, yes. I so highly recommend both of you watch this, both listeners. Um, I will say the one thing that I found like infinitely charming and hilarious to kind of to the detriment, but also like who gives a shit of this movie is that they subtitle every single thing that's on scene. If there's a bridge, they tell you what bridge it is. If there's a type of gun, they tell you what gun it is. If there's a vehicle, they tell you what vehicle it is. If there's a, (laughs) they tell you everything that is happening. Everything. So if you're watching this like I did with uh, with English subtitles over the Japanese language instead of watching the dub version, there's so much shit to read and it's cut so oh, yeah. fast. Well, I mean, you did the right thing though. Don't do the dub version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. do that. I will seek you out. That's awesome. Um, I like that. Good stuff, Mark. You, I'm happy to hear that. You guys one. should awesome. go watch this immediately. Will do. Yep. Will do. Yeah. Uh, lastly, and I feel like this is going to dovetail nicely into Jake's category. I watch Cargo, which is on Netflix. It's Martin Freeman in a zombie movie in Australia, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jake's favorite kind of movie. Oh, yeah. Z- J- Jake loves <laughs> those Christ. zombie movies. Why is this dovetail nicely into my category, Mark? Because, my, because I cheated and looked at your list and I saw that you had also watched Cargo. Yeah, I'll jump on. You just gave it away. Yeah. Uh, dude, well, I mean, I thought this movie was really, really great. It's not, I still think that Girl with All the Gifts is the, is the modern zombie classic. Nope. But this movie is very much approaching that level. I like this movie more than I like Girl with All the Gifts. Inter- I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't really blame you at That's all. not like a hot take. Like, they're both, they're <laughs> both good movies. I understand that Girl with All the Gifts is a good movie. I didn't like it as much as some others that I've seen. But yeah, they're this both... looked really well made. Like, it's... I loved Martin Freeman's performance in this movie. Dude, he's, he's so I mean, he's always going to give you what a good performance. But it's it is such a good, like he he does not have an easy role, and he fucking nails it so hard. He does awesome. a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, it was a very, very good watch. I would recommend <laughs> it. I don't like zombie movies though. So this no, is don't. on this is on Netflix. I frankly I'd be a little bit surprised if you hadn't already seen it recommended yeah. to you because it's a Netflix original and they're yep. they're playing that card really hard. But uh yeah, no. Take the dive if you haven't already. Go go do it. I'll give you a full disclosure. I was gonna watch this last night, it was on my list, but my wife wanted to watch a show together, so we watched the oh. John Mulaney stand. This one instead. might this one might make you cry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, it's on my list though. Yeah. Uh in fairness, okay. the John Mulaney stand up specials are also really, really good. Amazing. Yeah. I mean the the newest one though, right? Uh I've seen the newest one and the oldest one. I have not seen the middle one. Fun fact. Come back in, it's good. It's good. It's really good. Okay, I'll watch it sometime. If you're just tuning in, this is A to Z Horror Reviews Comedy Specials. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> John, we, hot take, John Mulaney is good. <laughs> Wonderful. Really good. Um, yes, watch this movie. Martin Freeman turns in a probably the performance of the year. That's awesome. It's it's Fuck a good yeah. one. It's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. What do you got? You son of a well, I, biscuit. I, I had cargo. Uh, Mark covered it, and what I said covered it. Those two <laughs> and things. And you. Covered it. Uh, another one that I want to comment on real quickly because this is an interesting one. I don't know where this fits within horror. It, it is on Shudder. Shudder is a platform that is horror and thriller. I think this is a bit more on the thriller side, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it. I would, after seeing this call, this more of a horror-ish, if anything. Okay. And genre. That's, that's tenuous at best. It's a genre film. I watched Operation Avalanche. Those words mean nothing to me. <laughs> Operation yeah, no. Avalanche is a really weird thriller conspiracy. It like dives into the conspiracy of the moon landing and everything that that had going along with it. I like it that. Basically, it follows the guys that were filming and creating the fabrication of the moon landing because. <laughs> NASA could not execute a landing on the moon. So you're in like 1967 and NASA is... We're starting from a premise of the moon yeah. landing was fake. Yeah, okay. Thank they, you for well, the way that. you just said that made it seem like you thought that was a real fake Oh, no, no, thing. no, no, no. Yeah, the premise of the movie <laughs> is it's 1967. NASA is basically been like, we are not going to be able to get to the moon, land people, and get back. Okay. We, we do not have the power to do all of that, but it's obviously a big thing for us. And... There is a team of, like, it's a crack team that goes in to basically document what NASA's doing, and it quickly pivots to them then needing to go and create the moon landing. Yeah. And then there's a Russian mole inside NASA, and, like, there are people chasing them, and it's all, like, high tension, all that stuff. This, at, like, one or two moments approaches horror just from, like, the strict aspects of, like, there are people on your tail, and it's kind of creepy. Right. But outside of that, it's a str- it is a through-and-through thriller. What I thought was really interesting about this one is it's all filmed from an attempt at... If someone were filming, like if I'm sitting here filming you, Jack, listener, you're going to have to put on your, like, imagination cap here. If I'm sitting here in nineteen if I'm sitting here and filming Jack or you, listener, in 1967, so the whole film has this weird, like, pop grain thing happening to it as if it were filmed from sure. then to try to make it seem more sure. realistic, I suppose. Mileage may vary with that. I was okay with it. For a second, I was like, I don't know if I like this. I all of a sudden was not noticing it. It felt relatively dated, which I suppose is what they were going for. So great. It's an interesting movie. I thought it was okay. When did it actually come out? It came out. I don't know what year this was made. This is like within the last five years. It came out in 1969. No, it's within like the last five years. 
Okay. Very low budget, but really, I thought it was really interesting and well done. And he recognized. You want to get into the whole like weird conspiracy Stanley Kubrick things? Like they're talking to Stanley Kubrick on the phone to try to get to him, and then there's like this whole thread back to like Stanley Kubrick is using NASA to like film his movie, so like he might be able to film theirs. So we're gonna get the information that they're giving him to film his movie, so we can film the actual thing. That's interesting. It's is there a Stanley Kubrick conspiracy theory that I'm unaware of? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, <talk>. I mean, <laughs> Stanley Kubrick has been involved in, like, trying to be a part of things to lend authenticity to his films, and he's also been accused of faking a lot of films for And he also stayed, he was also the one that staged the moon landing for us because we didn't actually go there. I right. see, because this is the documentary. Yes. Yes, I see. Real quick, I'm I saw just that curious. Movie. It was on Shudder. It's on Shudder. The other one that I okay, do want to cool. quickly say. Okay, cool. right by it. That's fine. What do you want? He was curious. I was cu- I'm sure he's curious. Real quick, what's your definition of the difference between thriller versus horror? Because there are two things that are frequently well, conflated. It's a lot like pornography, Mark. It's, you can't define it, but you know it when you, you see it. You know it when you see it. Oh. Okay. This is more thriller than horror to me. Okay. I would. It's, it's a tenuous horror-ish, but it's on the platform, so it's worth mentioning. Fair enough. Interesting little flick. I would recommend it. I haven't seen much that's quite like it. Mark, do you have a definition of thriller and horror, like oh, locked and loaded God. and ready to go? No, I don't. I was really hoping Jake would because it's, it's something that I've been struggling with, and I always just use those two terms interchangeably for the most well, part. Well, it's an impossible I can, thing. I can promise you he doesn't. Yeah. It's <laughs> impossible, so thanks. Cool. Make me look like the asshole. Put him right on the spot. Look, I, this is this is an intellectual conversation. It's the Socratic method, you know. We talk about things. We share things. Tell us about your next movie. Share it with us. That's the Socratic method, sharing. The other one, uh, Jack and I both saw. He didn't mention it, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. This is going back a little bit in time. But uh, Idaho Horror Film Festival here. Oh, I our completely friends. forgot about yeah. this. They're putting on a series of films. They're going to continue throughout the summer. So if you're one of our Boise listeners, do it. Keep coming. They're- yeah. Uh, I don't know the exact dates. We'll find that information and share it with you. Trust me. It's at Woodland Empire Brewery in Boise. Yep. For those of you not in Boise, sorry. But what they do is they're going to basically, once a month, they're showing a horror film at a brewery. And it's a really good time. And what we went and saw was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Really r- always going Still to be delightful. just a delight. So. We went and did it. We drank some beers. We had a grand old time. You know what Killer Clowns is, 100%. So it, just it, had to go ahead and mention that we went and did that. And good job, Idaho, Idaho Horror Film Festival. Keep it up. Need to point out Hard here to that oftentimes things like this cost a lot of money, but you're doing it because it's a fun time and all that shit. Good this point. one is $5, which includes a beer. So you're paying what you're going to pay for a beer anyway. And then you get into the movie. And just going to watch a movie. Yeah, it's a good partnership they have going on. And uh, happy to know those guys. Keep keep up the good work. Fucking blast. Yeah, it was yeah. really so good. So have they, have they done it yet where there's like a special beer on tap, like the Clown Ale or something like that? Not that we've seen. No. Okay. Uh, I think that there's an opportunity to do that. So a little like peek behind the curtain into what the next uh, showing is going to be. Ooh. Uh, they're going to be doing the host. We're industry insiders. Yeah. It's a, it's a monster film from Korea and they're going to have like a whole food truck there. One of our local like kimchi Korean food trucks. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool. So yeah, I'm interested to see how it kind of continues to expand. I think it's really good for the Boise horror scene as a whole. So yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what else comes up over the, over the course of the summer. There'll definitely be a Jaws showing where you're floating around in a pool. That always happens. <laughs> Have but. the host, my college roommate's favorite movie. Interesting. That's, that's weird because it should be, it, it should objectively be Starship Troopers. I thought it was train spotting. <laughs> ah, 
He'll tell you either. Debatable. <laughs> it depends on the day. It depends on the hour. I don't think he actually likes either movie. So. That's fun. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Guys, that sounds like a pile of fun. I wish I could be there. Uh, yeah, it was a fucking good time. I'm kind of shocked I forgot about it. I... But also not. I I really liked Killer Clowns in retrospect. That was a great pick by me. It's such a fun movie. Uh, is that all you got, Jake? Yep. All right. That's it. Uh, fucking feature presentation time. Going yeah. out with a whimper. Over at easyhorror.com this week, we watched 1963's The Birds. Arguably one of the most famous horror movies of all time. I think. It In could that be. it's a Hitchcock. Yeah, I mean, this might be what people know most about Hitchcock. No. Kurosawa, Akira Kurosawa asserts this is the Hitchcock film, which is which is bold fuck. because Psycho, but yeah. And yeah. Psycho's like better. Ratings, review spoilers. I mean, same guy. Um, it's like a whole thing. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, up there. It's, up, it's, uh, sure. it's in the pantheon of sure. all-time classics. Yes. Fine. Inarguable classics. Fine. Mark. You picked this thing kind of as, as, as I understand it, uh, your your journey to fill some of your blind spot horrors. A little bit, yeah. So uh, I've never seen this in its totality. I've seen the famous scenes, the birds on the like gymnasium and her in the phone booth and that type of stuff. But let me – okay, so – Sit down by the fireside. I'm going to tell a little bit of story because this is this is something fireside chat. This is something that this movie is important to my family because uh, my when my mom was I don't know ten ish whatever the they were showing this on TV and her parents were going out for the evening to a dinner party and they said no matter what you do do not turn on turn on channel two it is a scary movie do not watch it <laughs> so. What did she do immediately upon their leaving? Well, she turned on Channel 2. They were playing the birds. And this movie petrified her. This this was the, she she couldn't sleep for weeks after watching this movie. Wow. She still talks about this movie as though it's some like mountain that she can't climb, like it's looming from the distance and mocking her and it's just too scary. And I had never really seen it, so I needed to I needed to. So I wanted yeah. to watch it. I mean I know times change. We're gonna we're gonna dive deep on that topic, but like, man, what if the first movie she saw was Hellraiser? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, what if the first movie she saw was something along my lines, which was uh, Event Horizon? You know? <laughs> right. Wolf. Jesus. Like, I, okay, okay. I we we can't dive all the way in yet because Mark, you have a solemn responsibility here. I do. Yep. Yeah, you picked yep. this movie. Oh, okay, cool. You're going to have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. It's going to take about six seconds. <laughs> uh, I'm 30 <laughs> seconds are about to be on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. Okay. Okay, cool. Tippy Hedren plays Melanie. She is a prankster. She ends up getting pranked by... Pranked? Pranked. By Rod Taylor. Uh, You're at six seconds. And then... Okay, sorry. Well, she follows him back to Bodega Bay... There's some chit-chat. Birds attack people. Like, three people die. Uh, and then they drive away. That's literally all there is to this movie. There's I have a question no while this is continuing to happen. Cool. Hit me with it. Uh, we'll go ahead and use this time. session. Mark, yeah. did horror ensue? Almost none. Almost none horror <laughs> ensued. And time. Time! <laughs> yeah. Uh, not I mean, a, not this... a plot-heavy movie, you guys. I this movie out. is mostly about her wanting to slam Mad Dong around town. <laughs> just one Mad Dong. No, it's not like she's I mean, like yeah. up there like trolling for dudes. It's just the one guy. To, 
To one, be fair, it's pretty mad dong. That dude is handsome as all fucking get one, out. Rod one Taylor unlimited dong. Unlimited. This guy's a motherfucking dream boat. You just say that because he's a lawyer. Well, look, we're all pretty pretty astonishing. I mean, he's a lawyer in Bodega. This dude is like 70 years older than his little sister, by the way. I understand so little about any of the relationships of the, in this movie. All of the human movie. relationships in this movie are something... Ooh, we're going to get there. Okay, okay, okay. We're all very excited. Here. Oh, God. We're all very excited and very drunk. So I think to summarize <laughs> what I was trying to get across with my 30-second plot synopsis, there's plot here, but it's almost... Like, none of it is related to the fact that there are birds that are attacking people. The birds, the horror part of this movie is like 3% of the plot. <laughs> yes. And the other there 97% is like a weird rom-com thing that's happening. <laughs> she goes to try and bang a dude and birds kind of happen around it. Bird, yeah. Yep. <laughs> a couple different types of birds. Are they blackbirds? Are they crows? We don't know. We don't know. But it's the end of the world. <laughs> oh my God. It's As we the know end it. Of the world. Before we get too far, what are your guys' your two experience with this movie? Have you seen it before? This is... I, I've seen this before. I've seen it a couple of times. It was on TV a couple of times, but then there was like one weekend where I told my dad, like the birds, uh, I'd make some jokes about it. My dad was like, do you, did you like watch that movie? Cause the things you're saying don't like, that's not what happens in the birds. You know that, right? And I was like, eh, that's what happens in the birds. And he's like, we're going to watch the birds. So I saw it with my dad when I was a little kid after having wild uh, assumptions about what happened in the birds. Wait, so my I, I'm confused now. Did you watch it and you were trying to be cool, or did you not watch, or did wait, did you watch it and misunderstand it, or did you not watch it and you were trying to be cool? I think it was a combination of both. I think I watched it and didn't understand or fully process everything that was happening, but then wanted to play it off to my dad like I knew everything about the birds. Okay. So I was like, yeah, totally. You know, like how a bird carries that one guy off in that one scene. That uh, everybody's favorite scene in the birds, where that guy gets carried off oh, over the horizon. You're thinking of Wizard of Oz, I think. It's the flying monkeys. <laughs> yeah, and so I did eventually sit down and watch it with my dad. I have not revisited it since, uh, for reasons we'll get into later. Jake, <laughs> have you seen? <laughs> this, this is the first time I've seen this movie since I was I've, ten years old. Okay. I've never seen it. Uh, never heard of it before this. You'd never <laughs> heard of it. I've seen this movie a shitload. My mom oh, loves this okay. movie. Jesus Christ! He, yeah, he was doing a he was doing a joke, Mark. Well, he sold it. He sold it hard. He must have been reading that. <laughs> I got their, a good uh, dead. I got a good deadpan because I I speak in the monotone. It works for me. So you'd seen it many times. Oh yeah. Okay. What's your mom's take on it? She loves this shit, dude. Your mom is roughly the boy. same age as my mom. Does she have any takes on which like, is watching weird, this on because TV? Jake is fifteen years older than you. That, yeah, that's true. But which means we could be brother and sister, <laughs> like in this movie. Or I mean, thirty-five yeah. <laughs> years older. <laughs> in any case, does your mom have any? Did she? Did she? You know, is this something she watched on the TV when she was young? Or no? Uh, I mean, probably. I haven't really talked to her about her history with it. I just know she really likes it, and she'll watch it whenever it's on, and sometimes she'll throw it on. Okay, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a movie that's always been around. Uh, she definitely holds Mr. Hitchcock in high esteem, and it very early in my life entered my plane of existence. So when was the I'm last time beer, you I'm saw being it? Very concentrated. <laughs> I probably I haven't seen this movie in like five years at least. I would say. Okay, I'm glad I so picked it's it. It's been then. a while. I'm glad. I yeah, for sure. It's always good to revisit. And it's it's an arguable classic. Inarguable, yeah. Sure. Why? 
I would... Uh, yeah, okay, let's just get past that. Yep, yep. Do you want to argue with this being a classic? No, it's a classic. I just think it's funny that it's, like, so... Like, the elements of horror in it, to make it a horror classic, it's only, like, 10% of a horror movie. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's barely a horror movie. But it's a horror classic. So... It is. You know. Hitchcock, man. Yeah. Yep, yep. The master of suspense, who was apparently allowed to just have a 40-minute scene where nothing fucking happens. Hey, guys, what's this movie to you write? Uh, well, we should talk about what in the fuck subgenre it fits into first. Hey, that's a really good point. Yeah, and it's a classic, I'll tell you what. Nice. That's a subgenre. Okay. Mark? Okay. Um, Supernatural, <laughs> I guess? Not really, though. It's no. just Is it just supranatural? Just natural. It's, ba- it's based on a pheno- an, an actual phenomenon that occurred one time. Well, kind of, that they name check in the movie. Sort of. Where it is just birds landing on buildings and not really doing anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so, so there is actually one time in an island off California, there was a whole bunch of birds that died and ended up in people's driveway. It was like a thousand birds they confirmed died a shitload. That, that it ended up, what people decided was, it was, uh, I think, amnesic shellfish poisoning. Right, that kind of like buildup of chemical that comes from the things birds eat, and then the birds eat the fish, and then they all die. Right, it's like an algae poisoning that eventually made its way to the birds who fell out of the sky. Did Stanley okay. Kubrick film it? No, the guys that filmed it instead of Stanley Kubrick because they got the information that Stanley Kubrick was getting from NASA filmed it. Got it. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Duh. Yep. I was unaware of that little tidbit. <laughs> the the actual tidbit, not the fake tidbit that we were joking about. I did not know this was based off of shellfish poisoning. I mean, it's based uh, off I, of I a mean, book. So, right, right, right. Yeah. But when when Hitchcock did it, one of the things he like demanded was all of the media footage that was available about this weird incident that happened. And did they use it? I don't remember there being media footage. No, 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 no. It was for his research. Oh, for I see. His okay. world building. This, it yeah. wasn't like a found footage catalog type thing. <laughs> no. Got it. Nope. That makes sense because that's that was not in the film. So I think it it isn't either supernatural or supernatural. It's just a weird thing that happened. I feel like it's well. I, ha- I feel like it has to be either supernatural or supranatural. Can it just be natural? Isn't that what supra no. is? Within natural, yeah. Uh, no, but that'd be like natural. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. Words natural are hard. Plus. I must say, words are pretty hard. <laughs> You know, what? you know what? This fits you know what? Like Jack Rissalty Rosselty, okay? <laughs> this fits into like the least categories of any movie we've ever reviewed. Avian? Avian horror? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'll add I'm not hold on, hold on, I'll add it real quick. No, don't add it. <laughs> oh my fuck. House? It's a, there's a lot of houses. There are houses. Okay, fine. This is a house movie. That's fair. Jake is very upset. This is a lot of categories. Is it? Because yeah, it's, no, no. it's two at most. None more. It's none. No, it's, it's a lot of categories that did not exist or we don't care about, but now they're being added to the Oh, movie. House is a classic category. I think the point we're driving toward is that this is a relatively unique movie, even for something that was made almost 60 years ago. This yeah, movie you almost can, do so much can with this collect social security. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can only do so much with this movie. Wow. With this concept. Yeah. Yeah. So what did it do right? Tell me about it, Jake. Exactly. What did you write? Tell me about it, Jake. Mark, did you say Jake or Jack? I said Jake. He doesn't He oh. doesn't know, so he probably meant you. <laughs> wow, I've said Jake you're three or four times now. Uh, they're, for as dated as it can kind of look, and I hate giving it kind of the backhanded compliment, there is an immense amount of work that went into the effects for this movie. 
And yes. when you look back on it, 1963, the composite, the way in which they had to go about creating the effects for this, because it's not just green screen. Like, there are a billion things being composited together to create mayhem, and god damn if that didn't take a long time. But you got the eye of Hitchcock. Yeah, I mean, that. absolutely. So, good work. Particularly in the scene with the gas station fire, where I think it's just oh, a that painting gone. that they have a bunch yeah. of different cuts in front of a painting. He has a lot of different cuts that are just genius. But but in the, in the couple of scenes where it's clearly like the the what we would now call rotoscoped birds like flapping over on top of it. Yep. That was the first use of a technology that yes. was developed that was bought by the effects company that did this, right? It was yep. kind of like a blue screen, but instead, I don't really understand the technology, but it's a soft yellow background they use so it can better capture edges that are moving and and put it onto a new image. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, I, I think it's new. similar to the technology they used for Mary Poppins. Uh, they couldn't use blue, scre- well, blue screen say, because when Disney they edited blue this. screen, yes. yeah. it showed like traces of the blue in the birds flapping. Yeah, right, uh, because they're moving. So, too so Disney Studios had already developed this technology for other shit they were working on, and they like leased it from them. I'm not really sure how all yes. this, that part worked. There's but. a third party involved, but yes, yeah. And, and, and it's, like, fascinating. I was reading about it. I retained none of it. It's like when I read about what Bitcoin is. I, I get it, and I'm like, I fully understand this. And, and then, then I close the window. Later, I'm like, that makes yeah. no fucking sense. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's like it, when you watch Death Watch and you realize about 20 minutes later that you haven't been paying attention at all. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> it, also, also, it just isn't like that. It's a callback. But... <laughs> uh, Jesus, Mark, you made Jake really angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my mission in life but yeah but so, there's a way that they were exposing the film like in the cameras in a very weird way in a parallel way exposing two halves of it differently like it's a really cool unique technology it, it reminds me a lot of reading about back to the future like all the things he was doing that were industry leading brand new fucking cool things things online refer to this as the sodium vapor process which sounded way too intimidating for me to read up on so i didn't that was one of those things that I clicked on it and I read it and it was like Bitcoin. It's like, yeah, I totally get how this is made and what it is and what a blockchain is. And then I left and I was like, nope. So there you have it. This <laughs> is the sodium vapor process. We are not able to provide any analysis upon which. Nailed it. Yep. Uh, well, that, I mean, gr- grammar wise, that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it was a thing. You said something. <laughs> you ended a sentence with upon which, which is as wrong as you could possibly be. I feel like that's the name of a sandwich somewhere. So maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. I think you'll find that I nailed it. Okay. Will we? Yeah. Will we find that? You will. You're editing this episode, so I won't. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the one who holds the editing (laughs) scissors, so, you know. Well, if I keep referencing it, you won't be able to cut it out. (laughs) He will. It should be a pain in the ass. No, I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave all this in. What else does the movie do right? I love (laughs) the town that they build. And, like... I don't think they were really Bodega trying to go Bay. for anything at Bodega the time. Bay. But Bodega Bay. As as someone Bodega watching Bay. this in the 2010s, like Bodega Bay. going back and looking at them like dialing ro- rotary phones and just like talking to people and like running up to the local schoolhouse that has like 20 kids between which K was apparently haunted. Eight. Like this is just a, such a charming little community. It's Bodega Bay, buddy. Yeah, it really is. And to to I mean to tie onto that, this isn't really something the movie actively made a choice for, but I. I think I will always be just eminently delighted by this era of of things. And I know it's not a great era social justice-wise, but this, like, dudes wearing suits and hats and riding around on trains, like, 
fucking North oh by Northwest. Oh my god, we're gonna fucking talk about trains again. North by Northwest is one of my favorite movies. I just love, like, it's why Mad Men was so popular. Train right? episode so romantically, this is a fucking... How's this movie do on the, uh, whatever the scale is? Bechdel test? It does not pass Bechdel. the Bechdel test. Not at it does all. does not. Oh, it's all. miserable. The whole movie... Whole- Jake, Jake. The whole movie is about this lady going to a community so that she can get a gentleman suitor. We're- <laughs> Mark, I'm aware. I- <laughs> Thank you for explaining it to me vis-a-vis... Oh, it's a listener, vis-a-vis me. The very first the scene works. in this movie is a man g- blowing a wolf whistle at the main character who, like, smiles and says thank you. <laughs> and apparently this that was, was some type of inside joke awesome. because he, he casted, Alfred Hitchcock casted Tippi Hedren based off of her performance in, like, a laundry a commercial. commercial or something. Yeah. Some type of commercial wherein she was whistled at and she looked pretty, so she was happy about it because that's how women behave <laughs> in the 1950s. It actually is pretty interesting, though, because for being a movie that is as problematic as it is in all those areas, like, she is still a strong and badass character throughout a lot of this. Is she? Is she? Kind of. Is she, I didn't though? think she kind was. Kind of. With I the boat think stuff. I think they, they went out on She was able to use a boat. That's true. Yes. You know what? Yeah, that That is a very low bar, but, I mean, it is a bar that they, they did. So, it was, was clear they were trying to make her seem independent. Okay. Except that Fine. she thought that we're she could somehow this, yes, hide we from We are viewing this from a lens that it, we cannot get back to that. So maybe that at that point was... It was trying. It was failing, but it was trying. Well, maybe it wasn't failing then. Yeah. I, I, I would actually like to see if people I, yeah. said this pushed any boundaries. I Yeah, I think it's a good point. We view it now and we're like, this is miserable. Really problematic. But but it was also 60 not. years ago. And time marches inexorably forward, right? Inexorably forward. Inexquarably. <laughs> I think I added a letter. Inexorably? Did I, did I say it? Inexorably. Inexorably? You just said, you just pronounced it weird. Inex, inex, inexorably. Just stop. <laughs> I mean, full disclosure though, I, I would swoon uselessly if Rod Taylor was looking at me. I mean, look at those eyes. They're steely. Just look at them. Yeah. Listener, Plus, look at them. In that one scene at the bar, he's wearing like a fisherman sweater and a weird jaunty thing around his neck a that jaunty I didn't understand thing. Around... it was like a bandana a but ribbon? around his neck it wasn't a bandana I yeah, think it was a it was. guys it okay I have a theory oh shit it's, here we go A it's clearly an ascot B is Fred based off of Rod Taylor in this movie like Fred from Scooby Doo cause it's a white sweater with an ascot I think that Scooby Doo's Fred is based off of Rod Taylor in this movie no it isn't an ascot. It has nothing coming down. It has no... It's an ascot. It's not a cravat. I don't know that it is, Mark. Maybe it's hard to draw a cravat, okay? Maybe they turned it into a... Maybe they translated ascot into no, no. a cravat. They drew a ascot in Scooby-Doo. What I'm saying is he was not wearing an ascot in this movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's an... Well, uh, fine. So maybe he's maybe he's wearing an, as- an ascot, but... So you still, you still no, think that they not? The whole point I'm making is that he isn't wearing an ascot. He's wearing a ribbon. He's not wearing a ribbon. He's wearing a cravat. I think what? Check it out again. He's wearing a ribbon. Do you legitimately think that's a ribbon? Because you're wrong on so many levels. I'm go. Oh my god. You legitimately think that's an ascot? I'm. Well, it's it's definitely closer to an ascot than it is to a fucking ribbon. It's a it's a bandana. It's a bow. Well, you can tie all things into bows. Here's a hot take. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> this is all that matters. I was fixated. I, that's all I want to talk My about. My point Full is, this is the genesis of Fred from Scooby-Doo. We got a timeout now. Now my dogs are actually going crazy. Money.
This seems like a really good transition to we have to do the what it does in the middle, right? It seems like a really good transition to what it does wrong, frankly. But what does it do in the middle, Mark? Um, well, there's lots of in. Uh, this is this is kind of it's hard to transition from what we were just talking about to this, but it's hard to transition from that to anything, frankly. Even though Jake said it's a really good transition, <laughs> well, because we have to go down the hill. <laughs> it's down. It's pointing down. Yet it was in the fucking segment that was what it does right for some reason. Uh, look, so there's the intro credits for the. It's, it's an interesting way to look at movies now where we've completely flip flopped from what this was. This had four minutes of intro credits and 20 seconds of outro credits, but the intro credits are four minutes long and there's just birds flapping. It's you. so annoying. I'm glad you mentioned it. It was very similar to the the Hammer Mummy we watched not too long ago. It's just like... I don't know what the fixation was on doing something like that. There's no way that at any time or place this was good. Right. Like, there's no way that that's what's going to get me hyped for a movie. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at some horse shit for so long. So long. Yeah. What it does in the middle. The movie's too long. Oh. My. God. It's so fucking this might be the longest movie i've ever seen it's, and it objectively well, isn't but it sure goddamn feels like it it is two hours i think it's long i think it's something the movie does in the middle because it still shows it doesn't start to like wear on itself in the sense that like there's complete trash like this is a hitchcockian film there's not complete trash definitely not this but it feels long the scene in the restaurant where the amateur ornithologist yeah, is this, talking about... The scene in the restaurant is a weird reprieve. Is terrible. Is so trash. They could cut. Trash. They could cut 15 minutes out of that and you wouldn't miss a fucking beat. Well, it would have zero of that reprieve that I just mentioned. You need but... none of it. Mm. It's useless. Is it useless? The only thing I like about it is the people interjecting to order like Bloody Marys and Scotch. That's what I'm talking about. That was the whole reason that existed. That's the why it existed. The lady who's ordering Bloody Marys, it's just her and her two like 10 year old kids, and she's just like, I need a Bloody Mary. Two Bloody Marys. Right now. No, I need two Bloody Marys, is what she says. (laughs) So there, it's something the movie did right. Yeah. We blew right by what the movie does right, because there's other things the movie does right. No, we didn't, Mark. The record will show that we didn't blow by it. We kind of did. We started arguing about his jaunty bow around his neck. And that took roughly a half hour. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was clearly What else did you do right, Mark? Uh, So, pretty shocking for the time. I think this will come back up. The guy, the the three seconds of footage they spend on the farmer who has his eyes pecked out. I mean... The first, like, real death you see. Yeah, exactly. And you don't see the death. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just literally him as a, I mean, essentially as a mannequin sitting there with makeup on with his eyes pecked out. I feel like if yeah, no you're eyes. going to focus on this as a horror movie, that is the scene for horror. And it's really good. It looks great. I didn't pause to look at it, but it did look good in the whatever 20 frames or so they gave it. It looks good. I'll tell you. It holds up to anything and as above, so below. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the measuring stick. Well, that's Absolutely one we've watched stick. recently. It yeah. is certainly a measuring stick. It's a measuring stick. It can be measured. It's a movie that came out 50 years later. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Is that it? That's the only other thing you thought it did right? Yeah, it's just Paul Allen and what it does wrong. Well, they no, 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 no. We can't just we can't just blow past the fact that they had 
numerous birds on set to either dump straight down a chimney or cause them to get them drunk and then perch them on a gymnasium or on the animal wranglers did a very good job. And the icon Mark, I think what you're getting at here is the iconic scenes of this movie are iconic for a very good reason. They're terrific. And I think you put it in the middle because Peter would be pissed. What's happening? Oh, Peter would absolutely. This is what it does. Right. Why are you putting it in the middle? We were at the end of what it does in the middle, and you're talking about what it Jake, absolutely does Jake, right. No, no, okay. you're the only one who's trying to move past what it does right. Jake, here's what happened. You we have been in what it does middle we for some time now. We, are you fucking kidding we me? We regress to what the movie does right because we're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, there are some iconic scenes from this movie, like many iconic scenes from this movie, and they all look good because they hinge on the fact that they got, like, 70 seagulls or crows or blackbirds or sparrows and just caused them like not a not a PETA friendly movie but they used these birds to a practical effect yeah but you know i heard they could only film during the day because at night all the blackbirds were singing in the dead of it (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no, no. let let the silence linger for a moment i want i want you to hear (laughs) what that joke sounded like. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. No. Yeah. Jack, that was, was pretty good. Pretty great. That was really good. Pretty great. Take these broken wings and learn to fly, Mark. Okay? <laughs> let's 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 help Jake out a little bit. What does this movie do wrong? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am still so confused at the plot of this movie. Well because there isn't one. Jack, frankly. She's at a... Why is she at the bird store initially? She's picking up a rare bird for herself because she's just rich. She's a rich prankster. She's a rich prankster who is being stalked by a prosecutor from Uh, San Francisco. I don't think she was being stalked. I think he just like saw her there and he's like, I remember you. But he's also legitimately trying to buy his 13-year-old sister some actual lovebirds. Yeah, why not? That are... That are not too rambunctious, but not too docile oh, neither. Yeah, look, no, he doesn't want the birds that, like, fucking bangerang. He wants the birds that, like, <laughs> smooch. And he doesn't want birds that just hold hands, okay? So let's yeah. let's strike a happy medium in the bird. Could you find me a couple of canaries that engage in, like, a little bit of heavy petting, but call it quits after 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want birds that are in freshman year of high school, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They get some over-the-pants action, but a hard pass after that, because they got a curfew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta get home, or my mom's gonna ground me. That's that's the parakeet I want. So he's legitimately looking for these birds, happens to find this woman in the store, who's looking for an independent, different bird, and then she goes up, actually buys the lovebirds. Uh, Also, since we brought it up earlier... Uh, he is 33 years old as an actor in this movie, and, and the daughter, his sister, is 14. Yeah. So I buy so that. I buy that wholesale. That's fine. I have a friend who is roughly my age, a little bit younger, so mid-20s, and his oldest brother is in his 60s, so... That's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... That's... We're just going to pretend that's not weird. No, it's extremely just cause weird. Just because it's your friend. But I'm just saying, there are, like, <laughs> larger ranges between siblings. Yeah. It's still weird. It comes across as weird. Eh, 10 years, 20 years. Especially because of like the, well, it comes across as weird because he's got the relationship with his mom of like, uh, I can't do anything my mom doesn't want me to do. (laughs) 
I mean, she is very controlling. She's a bit of a helicopter parent. Yeah, how did he ever become a lawyer? He doesn't even live there. Where did you go to law school? I love that line. (laughs) That's what I scream at my mom every time she calls me. (laughs) I just pick up the phone. Where did you go to law school, mom, huh? Does she ever respond? No, she just sobs quietly. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Mine too. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, But I'm so fuck. And then she goes up. She meets his ex-lover who moved up there to be with him, but then just decided, ah, fuck it. I like it here well enough anyway, and I just want to be friends with this guy. So let's linger on that for a moment. They broke up, and he left. And then she followed him, knowing full well they were broken up. And then just decided to become the school marm. Yes, knowing that she just wanted to be friends with him. There are a lot of weird relationship gender and things. then and then tippy hedron's move is to be like oh i'm staying with your ex-lover and then after she'd established that dynamic with his ex-lover just goes to her and be like ah, i'm gonna crash at your house tonight that's not weird right i want to slam your ex-boyfriend real bad give me the point you're cool if what I is sleep he like your what couch. is he not like you know <laughs> what What's he into? it's the most confusing thing i think i might have ever is seen it intimidating if i bring all my rope <laughs> if, I, if I show up at his house via boat and try to hide from his binoculars somehow on a lake it's so baffling I gotta I gotta say like this movie is 95% just weird romantic comedy drama it is and then 3% 100%. horror and then 2% PSA about smoking stogies anywhere near a gas station smoking stogies <laughs> That's what, no, that's what it does wrong, man. That's what it does wrong. <laughs> this movie is decidedly anti-Stogie. It no 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 no. It this movie has vastly too much like relationship drama humor, humor drama. I don't know what way you want to like call it's that. Drama humor. But nailed it the first time. It's fucking annoying. It's uh. It's it difficult. really is. I don't, yeah. I'm a guy who loves a sitcom. This is not a sitcom, though. This is just a sit. There's, <laughs> There's no, no calm to the sit, Jack. It's just a series of situations. <laughs> That's all it is. It's... And it's baffling. <laughs> the relationship issues here are immense and annoying, and I don't and care trivial. for them, And, it's what and it trivial. These and trivial. And trivial. These are fucking... Yes. Things. And it feels like there's an abrupt transition to where he can't be with her to then where he's kissing her on the neck and then they're making out in the kitchen. Yep, that was a very abrupt transition. It was like, oh, so you guys are, uh, and cool, now you're together. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. I'm still I can't staying do with it, your ex-lover, by I the way. I definitely can, and I will. So here we go. Yeah. By the way, I'm still sleeping on your ex-lover's couch, who moved up here to be with you, even though you only live here part time. It's all very confusing. <laughs> My God. Okay, I'm gonna move this along a little bit. What this? I what this movie to. does wrong? So much the dubbing. There is so I don't even know if ADR was the technology at the time, but holy shit, they do. This it's is awful. so bad. You can absolutely. <laughs> it's yep. bad. You can like this is people on a soundstage recording over them like mouthing words. It's mm-hmm. rough. Yes. Uh I think this is definitely something it does wrong. Whether it's just a bad line or it's actively racist. Is like Both? the term "they're all hoods." Is that like a dog whistle racist term, or is that just 
it felt very racist when she said it. I feel like it was, yeah, I feel like that is, uh, it's a dog whistle, but it's like a dog whistle in the 1950s, so it's a dog whistle of a dog whistle. But, like, we know <laughs> what she means. We know what she means. Totally. I mean, but all of that little girl's dialogue was fucking garbage, and the she was too was, stupid The acting was function. bad, too. Yeah. She, she asks of the birds, by the way, of two birds, can there be a man and a woman? No! There, there could be a male and a female, but the one thing these two birds can't fucking be is a man and a woman. Also, pretty gender binary of her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you wanted what that from this happened? 1960s classic? Like, what hey, just can happened? there be a man and a woman and a queer and a transsexual and a bisexual <laughs> and all the other letters of the rainbow? Yeah. That's but, what I but want. But what, whatever gender these birds could choose to be, the things they could not choose to be are a man or a woman. That's simply not something these birds are capable of. Because they're of. categorically not humans, Jack. They're, you are being speciesist, okay? I don't appreciate <laughs> yeah, your this intolerance. Is, this is uncomfortable. Jesus Christ. Speciesism. Yeah. And, and the dialogue gets so weird at so many points. The ex-lover at one point says, Oh, I'm an open book. Or rather, a closed one. What?! That's the exact opposite of the thing you just said a minute ago. I don't, it's I don't a think play, I don't think wordplay was really at its peak in the 1960s. You know? How do you they know? They were saying it like it was a joke, but it didn't make it just when made was, no sense. When was wordplay at its peak, oh, Mark? The 90s? The 1990s. Yeah, absolutely. You're an idiot. Shakespeare's time. You're fucking The 1990s. <laughs> I can't handle this. Shakespeare's resurgence. I can't though. handle it. Maybe the early aughts, you know. You gotta, you gotta evolve. I have a question for both uh, of oh, you. Oh, 2000, 2001. Now that we're what? talking about speciesism. Have we arrived at a certain station? <laughs> we probably I think have. we've probably plowed through. Mark, that station's all probably destroyed. Every week is different. Every week. <laughs> Every single week. I like to keep it um, unique. Do you think it was supposed to be foreshadowing, or did I read into it too much that the, the clerk of the bird store says, I've been crowing all morning. Oh my god! So because I the I heard that and I was like, oh, is this what's gonna happen this whole movie? I feel like it's probably <laughs> foreshadowing, but also I feel like whoever wrote this movie did not know what the word foreshadowing meant. So I feel like it's probably just happenstance. Mark, I'm an open book, or rather, or rather a closed, closed one. one. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, Jack. Have you have you heard? <laughs> or rather, have you not heard? Have you not heard? <laughs> That's funny because Fuck. I thought. Everyone had heard that the bird was the word. The bird. I, I was really hoping we weren't going to get there. We need a song for outro credits, Jack. Fuck! Jesus, and you're just, okay. You're just calling it out right now, huh? Yeah, no. Wait, uh, subtlety is not my God suit. damn it, you son of a bitch. Okay, can we just go there? I'm tired of this. <laughs> really. What are your nits pick? Come on. Hit me with it. I did them. I, I've been doing them. I have a nit to pick. Fucking... Pet store, bird store person wasn't uh, Adrian from Rocky. That made me sad. <laughs> How about that one? How about that one, Mark? Huh? How does that one sit with you? Like the mayor in the town in Jaws isn't Brian Doyle Murray? It makes me sad. <laughs> I want Adrian to be yeah, there. Well, I want Rocky to come back. Hey, yo, Adrian! Be good. Mark, if you don't have an actual nitpick, I'm ending it here because that was nonsense. Oh, I have, oh, I, I have a ton. Uh, we hadn't really talked about this, and this is where I ended up <laughs> potting it, but we had also already talked about this. The sound the gulls are making are very clearly not sounds that are made by gulls. 
I brought this up. I brought yeah, this up. So this. It, he used a weird, cool electronic device uh, that was like a mus- musical instrument in quotes at the time, and he wanted it to sound unnatural, like the so it could be scary. Uh, well, I mean, it's correct. It definitely sounds unnatural. <laughs> Nailed yes. it. I don't know that it worked. I don't think it's a nitpick, though. It's a conscious choice he made. It's still a nitpick, though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Did you're he... right. It is a conscious choice he made, and I appreciate it. But also, he he made it. He he made a recording of like electronic noises and played it backwards. And he somehow yes. thought that people would associate that with birds. Or uh, well, I mean, it it wasn't terrible in the context of the movie, but it was very obvious that it wasn't like what you would expect from a real life situation. It's what I expect rampage birds to be. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I can watch it and be like, okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I think That's why it's a nitpick and not something that does exactly. wrong. I it agree it goes exactly. back to my theory that just old people are so fucking stupid and depressing. Like, they saw a train pull into a station oh and they my pass God. out. Oh, my they God. They saw this and they saw, well, that's not the sound a bird makes. Oh, my. And they got freaked out. You mean it is. Okay, next up. Yo, so when they break into the, the farmer's house. Yo. Before they go upstairs, yeah, so. his teacups are shattered, but they're still hanging from like the the handles are fine and they're hanging from like the little hooks. How the fuck did his teacups break? Because they are shattered. This is a level of new nitpick I was entirely too bored to get to. Oh yeah, I mean it's a nitpick. What do you want? I agree with it. I'm just telling you I was too bored to pay this level. So of Mark was less bored. Oh, or no, I was equally bored and by therefore for focusing nitpicks. on every single possible detail. Yeah, see, he did that, and I picked up my Switch and started playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> oh, my God. Next one. Is the diner scene, like, super reminiscent of Jaws, which came out much later than this movie? But, like, is the Jaws scene playing off of this movie? I legitimately don't know. I feel like that's just the small town scene that it's happens. It's the small town like, scene with people, the crazy guy the in the people, background. They use like, the it's diner. the end of the world. They well, they use the diner to be like both expositional and a transition point. Like that's the social gathering spot. Look, he's also said he drew inspiration from most of Hitchcock's work for Jaws. Oh, that's undeniable. Yeah. But okay. at the same time, like it's not like this was the first movie that ever did that either. Totally. And, and the end of the thing. world guy, right? It's Ralph from Friday the Thirteenth. He's the it's, end of the well, world guy well, reincarnated. So the answer is yeah, the yeah, answer yeah, yeah. is yes. This is Jaws derived itself from this. Then. I don't think it's from this. I think that's archetypal. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Archetypical? I have a neat pick. I have a neat pick for you. Yeah, that's a neat pick. You're right. This is the next one is the neat pick. I haven't talked about it yet. The the shot of that the was birds a neat pick too. in the you car. You already talked about it. That was a neat pick. <laughs> the shot of the birds in the car as she's like driving along the coastal highway and they're leaning hither and fro. It's a great shot. I like it a lot. And the birds Jesus are like way to the right. Way to the right. How that's is that, not a neat pick. How that's is just that the thing you like? Right. It's a neat pick. Oh, Chris. We're, we're going to ratings no, right whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, Jack. You are cutting me off by a You're lot. You're just making no sense. I'm going to step all over you. Oh, okay, fine. We'll go to ratings. That's cool. What else did you have? Hold on. You get one more opportunity. What else did What's you have? What's your best? What's your best one? Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to <laughs> We're going to ratings. We're going to ratings. I went everybody's head about the bird. The bird, bird, bird. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate how well Leslie Nope knows the words to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. Harry 
Truman was a guy, America, Red China, all the countries, other people, everyone is fun. Joe Montana, E. McKellen, I have to buy new toasters. And for 10, think of how unique Danny Phantom is in relation to the other guys. Realize he has snow white hair and glowing green eyes. He can walk through walls, disappear, and fly. He was much more unique than the other guy. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Mark, your pick, your story. Uh, look, 30-second plot synopsis is pretty good evidence. I gave it a two. There's almost no story here vis-a-vis the actual horror element of the plot. There's story that's happening, but it doesn't have anything to do with the birds. The name of the movie is irrelevant to the actual movie that happens, right? And I'm, I'm going to jump on board here. The story that is happening doesn't make any fucking sense. She's staying with his ex-lover, and that's just cool. And then when it, it's, and it's, then when she moves in with him, he's like, I can't do this, and then cut, and then they're doing it. Yeah. It, so I gave it a two as well. I have a complete agreement. It makes, it's just, how can we get Tippi Hedren to the next scene? Jake? Two. Jake? I gave it a two and a yeah. half. I don't rightfully know what the half point difference was. <laughs> same reason, same score, and different score? <laughs> I gave it a two and a half. All right. World building and immersion is our second category. Mark, what is your world building and immersion score? I gave it a three. This movie is old and boring, but I love the town. So there is like a world what? building score here. Because like the scenes where she's initially arriving... And she's talking to like the two dudes at the gas station, and then she's like driving up to the to the uh, schoolhouse. Those are kind of fun. They're they're you know they're reminiscent of, of a simpler time with trains, Jack. Um, sure. And, and let's pretend I wasn't listening when you said what your actual score was. Yeah, it was a three. Is what I my, okay my, hypothetically. Yeah. I like the world building, but also it's not immersive. Sure. Yeah, I give it a four. Um, it uh, the town is cool. I, I like the small town thing. They didn't do that much to build it, but it does feel like the small town. It uh, whatever, four. I just I I like suits and hats and riding around on and trains. trains. Jake, uh, I I actually did like the Bodega Bay area. We've talked about that. I so therefore same reason as Jack. Same score as Jack. Four. Yeah. Uh, scare factor is our next category. Uh, Mark, what are you gonna give it for scare factor? I gave it a one and a half. Uh, Ooh, I think one and hype people. So this, this which is funny because this movie like literally traumatized my mother. People yep. were just so much easier to scare back in the 1960s. This is not a oh scary my. movie. This is not a scary movie by any stretch. There is one scene which is the farmer with his eyes his eyes clawed out, and that's it. Yep. I, there is nothing scary about this movie. I gave it a two. There's a couple of creepy scenes. The crows, the blackbirds on the jungle gym is legitimately terrifying. If I was like wandering around outside and then all of a sudden there were 70 crows on a jungle gym right near me, I would be, I would lose my mind in panic and I would run as fast as I literally would could. Would you though? If like were... legitimately, if you were being attacked by crows, wouldn't Mark? you just like punch them? I feel like I could one shot kill every single crow on that jungle gym. It would it would take they're not, one swing of my arm. I could kill like three of them. They're not attacking yet. Number one, yeah. 
So if I'm standing somewhere and nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden there's 70 crows where there weren't before, that's not something that's ever happened to me before, and I'm going to be terrified and I'm going to run. And two, you are wildly overestimating your ability to attack 70 swarming crows. No, 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 no. You, it's like the, you, just, you just hold your arms out like you're a windmill, and you spin. And then the birds fly into them, and they die. You know when you said spin, you just gyrated your chest a little? You weren't actually spinning. <laughs> well, I didn't want to actually... I would have hit my microphone. I didn't okay. want to do it. it's, it's like the scene from Matrix Reloaded where, where uh, Neo just like has the pole and he, and he sticks it in the ground and he just runs around and just kicks all the, all the Andersons. It's that, but with crows. Neo is holding a tetherball pole with cement on the end of it, and that's a terrible scene. You would be flailing your meat arms around at a bunch of crows pecking at them. Yeah. Okay, Jake, what is your scary. scare factor score? I gave it a three. <laughs> I Look, I can't disagree with anything you guys have said. The one thing I will add is... You should be able to disagree with a lot of what Mark said. Well, Mark says things that are inconsequential. <laughs> The one thing I will add is that the very last scene of the movie is actually a pretty interestingly shot, creepy. Scene. That last, scene, I love that last scene. Yeah, so yeah, much. yeah. There, there, there are there is just an astronomical amount of birds. It's like a sea of birds, and they're just like driving out. The sky is very well, eerily lit. All of that, cool. End of the day, not a very scary movie. I think what this what this does though is that it does a good job of making you feel trapped by a force that is bigger than yourself yeah it does it in a very 1960s old way <laughs> i mean the three like, scenes that birds are in it makes you feel that way i gotta i, I gotta it i gotta build, interject it builds here. to that like it builds to that they never it does but they never actually like explain how or what the force is are these birds just crazy? do you need that do you is need it, that is it do you no need i like to, that do you what need to understand happening? why the birds are attacking why the fuck do you care they they expressly tell you it's not just shitty feed why do you care why the birds are attacking? The fact of the matter is there is a there is a force outside of you that in swarm fashion is probably going to beat you down. So, I have a question. That's not a good a thing for you. I have a question. Yep. Is this movie a prequel to The Happening? Maybe. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. except with waterfowl <laughs> and other fowl. Do you think blackbirds are waterfowl? No, but with mostly gulls. It's not mostly goals. There's a lot of goals, dude. <laughs> this movie, a lot of goals. This movie has goals, okay? You know, it has goals. It was a. Uh, I will also say this: it's not a scary movie. It's, it's not. It, it's even made even less scary by the fact that you could leave Bodega Bay and be absolutely fine. Yeah, and they even say that thing. on the news, yeah, like, like nothing's happening outside like, of Bodega Bay. Eh. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Which I think comes back to Hitchcock, like basing it off of that one town where that one weird thing. Yeah, happened. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where we are. What's our next category? Fact, something. Holy... Mark, what's your next category? Thank you. Shit. Give it that. Or judicious lack thereof. Yeah. Penultimate category. Uh, yeah. This is a historically adjusted score, I think, which I don't I don't really like. I gave it a six. Hitchcock did some interesting things with shooting. I mean, there's like there's some scenes where there's literally ten different edits happening at the same time. The one where there's like seagulls swooping around a fire at the gas station that is actually just a water painting. There's some there's interesting shots happening. Aside from that, the shots where he has 40 or 50 either blackbirds or gulls or sparrows 
coming out of either perching on like a gymnasium or coming out of the chimney or whatever else that they did or just perching on like the 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 beds in that in the roof of the house like those are really good because he used they're actually birds and apparently he got them drunk he fed them a mixture of like barley and whiskey and they they were like too drunk to fly around and they still stand up pretty well to this day. And it, like Jack was just saying, if you stumble upon that and there's just a shitload of crows hanging out on a gymnasium, I'm going to turn around and walk away. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's terrifying. Yeah. And that's a legitimately freaky concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it a five. I think this is a really good one to put up against Psycho, where I think he was doing the same amount of innovative, cool, unique shit, like inventing effects that didn't exist before to make things look acceptable during the day. Psycho, for what the movie is, it still looks really goddamn good. The, like, giant shower head that he's plugged up half of so he can get the camera under it still looks like a shower head, still looks cool and still looks good, and it looks dated. But this movie looks dated and, and not great. He gets credit for doing it, but it doesn't hold up and it doesn't last. Like Psycho holds up. This you know what's, and I think the fact that it's You know what's funny? This movie has the exact same scene that I that I think I hated in Psycho, where it's just the lady driving and they're like clearly moving like a dinner plate, but it's supposed yes. to be a, a driving a, like a like a steering wheel. And then the, the, and background, the background is just green like a randomly not... shifting like nature drive. Yeah. yeah, he likes yeah, that's yeah, the that's the yeah, Hitchcock bizarre. shot. Yeah, totally. Hey, guess what? Rear window too. Yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to like historically adjust this. You kind of have to. You kind of shouldn't. I don't know what you should do. I, I think, really. I think don't. I gave Psycho a ten, and I'm giving this a five, which is weird. I look. I ended up giving this a six, and I think that's primarily it. It kind of harkens back to what I was saying earlier about the fact that I am impressed by, like. It's something along the lines of 300 different things being composited at the, like into a shot in this movie with the different birds and all that. It's a difficult thing to execute on, all these different birds trained, what, what have you. That's cool. That's a cool story. Very difficult to put on film. Did it age well? Absolutely not. But I have to give credit where credit's due. They did a lot of fucking work, so there you go. That's why it's a little bit higher. Yeah. All right. And that's going to lead us into our last category, which is overall, Mark. It's uh, it's it's going to be a three for me, dog. Woof. Yeah. This was a hard watch. It's not. <laughs> are, are you an American Idol judge? <laughs> I was actually going for Mike and pitchy. the Mad Dog. but It was you know, pitchy, whatever. dog. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, super pitchy. Um, this, is, this is kind of a difficult one to sit through. It's long. It's not a horror movie. And the, like, gender elements of it are not aging very well at all. So, like, if you can, if you can appreciate the fact that it's a stereo, like, it, it is the, it is one of the Hitchcock movies, great. But outside of that, it's, it's kind of hard to revisit. Yeah, I, I, the gender thing is interesting because... Psycho has its own problems in that regard, but it has far fewer of them because Hitchcock wasn't trying to write and direct a female lead. So, yeah, I mean, that's fair. had to go less askew. Look, I gave it a four. It's it's inarguably a classic. It's one people probably should see, but it's one they're going to struggle to sit through. It's boring. It's long. It's not really a horror movie. There's a couple of cool it, scenes. I mean, it is. 
Four. It's a horror movie, but it really shows its age. <laughs> I gave it a four, too. I can't really say anything aside from what you already said, so how do we defend this against the troop of people who are not going to be wanting to watch this with buddies and drinking beers? How do we do this? Why should you? Watch this movie with your friends and drink beers. Because it's part of the conversation. You you need to have seen it to be able to discuss it in the context of well, horror as a genre that exists. It's one you must have. I think, why... Okay, okay, okay. I see where you're going. This this is required reading. Yes. This is a, requ- a required reading movie. It's kind of like a badge of honor, so to speak. But... I don't know how I'm defending our side here. I want to wave a white flag. I don't think this is the movie you do that with, even for Hitchcock. I mean, go watch Psycho. I feel like no, <laughs> watch well, Psycho. I feel like what you're saying is is exactly perfect. This is the movie you read in junior high or high school, where give it time, you'll be happy you read it. But like ultimately, it uh-huh. it really wasn't that good. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. It's I'm I'm so at odds with how this movie is viewed in like culture as a thing and how I feel about it as a viewing experience. I just feel like there there are much better experiences out there, particularly when you can just go, "Hey, psycho, same guy, just do that. <laughs> go watch so, go just watch Rear Window, frankly. Do a lot There's of things." There's a lot of Where does this sit <laughs> as far as Hitchcock? Because a oh, lot of people would put boy. this as either one or two, and it seems no. that seems uh, difficult. There's decision. No. The thing is, it is up there in Hitchcock. There is a lot of Hitchcock, and not a lot of it. Yeah, works. but it's not one or two. No, I would put Rear Window five. above this, at least. Yes, I absolutely would. And, and Psycho. Uh, yeah, obviously Psycho. Psycho is the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vertigo, I'd put above this. Vertigo's great. Sure. The reverse Jaws shot. Well, <laughs> okay. So at the end of the day, we're just going to go ahead and give Mark the win simply because he had the lowest yeah. score. Well, I, 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 I need to generalize that way. It's fine. I'm going to generalize. I, I really, you don't even have to say anything, Mark. I don't think you need, this isn't the one I would recommend doing. Correct. Go back, listen to our psycho episode, then watch that one. How about that? Yeah. Our like fourth episode. Oh yeah. I oh, actually might not anyway. recommend that. That was pretty rough. That it, was, it was great. Real rough. No. Me and Norm. Wow. Let's get the fuck out of here. Are Jesus serious? Christ. What was this? Episode 91? Something like that. Wow. Of the A to Z Horrorcast? Are, hey, are we doing something for 100, boys? Uh, we'll, we'll let you know, listener. All right. Episode 100 will come in nine episodes and something will happen. Or it won't. I don't know. But this has been episode 91 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. Those links are going to be right down there in the description below. While you're listening to this on your podcasting app of choice, go ahead, give it a like, give it a rating, give it a review, or just, you know, send it to one of your friends who likes horror. Believe it or not, that actually helps a ton. Or drinking. Drinking is also good. That's, that's, a, that's you know, something that happens in <laughs> culture and life and we do on this episode. But... Either way, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear every fucking time. That link's down there in the description, right along with all the others. Okay, next week we're making a jump back forward into pretty much modern day horror. We're going to be checking out a Jack Pick and looking at The Ruins, celebrating pretty much its 10-year anniversary. Fuck yeah. So, that'll be fun. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody.
it in. <laughs> you should, you should scarecrow it. I'd write down a timestamp, but I can't because you're a louse. Hopefully you can read that. What beer are you drinking? Sneeze. I can't read that at all. Jake, these aren't numbers or letters. It's hard to write with this. Oh my god. <laughs> I maintain that Jake is actually right-handed and he just insists on using his left hand. <laughs> there, you got to be able to read that. 220. Sneeze. Sneeze. Cut. cut. Okay. <laughs> Equals sneeze. Does that help? Okay. Jesus.